Time now for the Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. Happy Thanksgiving weekend from us here at the Sports Spectacular to all of you. Larry Smith, Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy. And if you think you had a feast at the table, wait until you feast your ears on this lineup in this show. Mike Gross of Lancaster Newspapers is uh, back with us to give us some expert analysts, uh, analysis, I should say, on this Nittany Lions season and the matchup with Michigan State. And none other than Joel Klatt of Fox College Football Saturday is warming up. We'll talk a little Big Ten football and get his thoughts on the season overall. Glad you're here for all of it. You know, four times in the past four decades, Penn State has posted double-digit wins in back-to-back seasons. Fellas, a win over the Spartans on Saturday, and they will join that list. Penn State, Michigan State is uh, not that marquee matchup at the end of the season. Not, not that big rivalry game that we're used to seeing. But, I, you know, I don't feel bad for Penn State, though. They win 10 games. You know, like every year, they're 10 and 2. They are pen and 2. P10 and 2. That's what they do. They lose to Michigan, Ohio State, beat everybody else. It's just what they do. And it, so I don't really feel bad for them. As a person who's lived in Illinois and had to grow up in Illinois and watch Illinois football, 10 wins is like the greatest season ever. And they do it and they're disappointed. Yeah, Illinois only had that happen two or three times in the history of the program. And Penn State does it every year. I will say the one the one thing is is to allow your roster in an era of the transfer portal to have no wide receivers who can make a difference with a big armed sophomore quarterback is what they need to be upset about. Yeah, I think there's disappointment there, you know, because and they really thought this was the year, right? I mean, this is thought this was the year they could catch Michigan Ohio State. Didn't get it done, lost both those games. I think if they split those games, they're probably like, ah, oh, we're almost there. But exactly. losing both those games now, now they get Michigan State, and I just don't see this being uh, – I think Penn State rolls here. I think Penn State's just going to handle uh, the Spartans, and they're kind of a program in a little bit of disarray, as we know. So uh, this is going to be – Nittany Lions, I think, will we'll take them behind the woodshed and uh, take care of business. Angry Penn State team. Going up against a Michigan State team that that is, as you said, probably the definition of the word disarray, probably going to be a bad day for Michigan State. And Penn State has to say they're one year too of too early for the playoff. They are, and that's the other thing. How about that? Every last two years they would be in the twelve team playoff, not going to make it. Yep. Joining us now to talk more about the Lions as they finish up the season. Back on the show with us once again, Mike Gross, uh, Penn State beat writer for Lancaster Newspapers. Always does a great job. Always fantastic insights. Mike, good to see you again. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks very much, guys. We talked a lot about Thanksgiving on uh, James Franklin's press conference today. He likes to talk food. So this has become an (laughs) annual annual tradition. He needs to be on our show then. Good Lord, we spend yeah, hours talking about food. We love food. food. That could, oh, we could spend man. the whole day. I'm telling you, he's really into it. And t- today he boiled it down to just three questions, and it was the same three for everybody. And it was uh, collard, collard greens or string beans, cornbread or dinner rolls, and then do you prefer the formal sit-down dinner or do you prefer – Tearing into the the uh, leftovers afterwards. Those were the three questions. Uh, so uh, it was at least 
a little more simple and straightforward than it's been other years. When he's- string, string beans, dinner rolls, and I'll take both. Uh, the meal and the <laughs> leftovers. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't disagree more. I I, I, went, <laughs> I went collard greens, cornbread. I like the leftovers too. Yeah, Mike, you eat the dinner and the leftovers, but you eat them at the same time. It, it saves. It, it's, <laughs> I'm very. Back. I have what we call offensive efficiency. I think that's almost a contradiction in terms. If you're eating them at the same time, they can't be leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they're, they're leftover on someone else's plate. That's oh, right. That kind of, oh, I see. I see. <laughs> I probably have done that at some point. Yeah. Mike, what's I'm not, I'm is not he too done? proud. Is he done? He's done? Okay. Yeah. Give me his Are plate. Yeah. Yeah. I'll eat that. Exactly. <laughs> I used to have a buddy who would walk around a pizza joint before we ordered. He would walk around. And if somebody left like pizza on no. their tray, he would grab it and then go sit down with other people's pizza. And the and the the guy would walk over and go, you guys need to order? And he'd be like, yeah. And he'd order what we're going to eat. And then he would finish up whatever was left on other people's Man. table. <laughs> so so Mike, you hang out with uh, sociopaths is what you're saying. <laughs> Mike, Mike prefaced that with asking for a friend. I even yeah, I, I right. found out, Brad. I found out, Brad, that even I have my limits. Yeah, that would be that would be well over my limit alone. Wow, that's crazy. So did, too much did, info. Yeah, <laughs> did did coach uh, did he talk any football with all this? Little uh, bit, fun? little bit. Yeah, this was actually a pretty good a pretty good session today. Uh, he had a lot to say other than food. Yeah. What did uh, I got to ask that uh, drew Aller, um, what's his status? I mean, obviously that's a key thing for uh, Penn state. He said uh, it sounds, he sounds pretty optimistic that he's going to play. I, I was surprised immediately after the game uh, on Saturday, we asked him about it and he said, it doesn't look like it's going to be significant right now, but we'll see. And then uh, today he said, uh, you know, we haven't practiced yet, but uh, based on everything I've seen and all indications, it's going to be fine. Uh, he's going to play. Now, it's entirely possible that uh, he's doing that strategically. He's coaching through the media a little bit and uh, hoping that Michigan State will assume that they have two quarterbacks to prepare for, especially since they have such the two in question. Aller and uh, Bo Pribula have such completely different styles. Now, Penn State has really what I would consider a first world problem. They've, <laughs> they've, they've lost two games. Yeah. And, and most teams would kill to do that in a season. Yeah. But because of the expectations this year, how does Coach Franklin manage the team right now and how they're mentally are? And the other part is, is, How's the fan base doing? Uh, the fan base has, I think, crept in off the ledge a little. Uh, I, I think time has 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 started to heal the wound a little bit, and uh, I, I, you know, in a weird way, I think it was almost a positive in that regard that Franklin fired his offensive coordinator. Shake it up and give people something to think about and give him something forward thinking. I'm not saying he did it for that reason or even partly for that reason, but I think that was a little bit the effect of it. And then they seem to, with the shuffling of the coaching staff that they necessarily had to do this week after, uh, to you know, with a new play caller and everything, uh, they seem to get through that pretty well. Although again, the passing game was as anemic as it's been 
most of the year, but they did run the ball pretty effectively. And Rutgers, you know, they're I know they're Rutgers, but they can defend. They 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 play pretty good defense. So to run the ball as effectively as they did uh in, in, in that game and to get through that game as comfortably as they did. I mean, they won, they covered the spread, et cetera. Uh, uh, you know, I think every, again, uh, coming, creeping slowly in off the ledge is how I would describe it. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <laughs> talking once again to Mike Gross of Lancaster newspapers. Um, and you mentioned, and, and, and you hinted on it, but I'm going to ask the question anyway, um, in terms of the change, um, you know, over the, with the offensive coordinator, um, like you said, Rutgers plays great defense. Uh, they're you know very strong. They're Rutgers, but they still they still do defend well. Um, yeah. And you said the passing game was still just just not there. What did you see of anything that was different or better? Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on that than what you what we had before? I think they did a little bit more of zone read type running game. Uh, they kind of stayed away with that with from that with Aller, uh, just because he's a little bit less. Uh, of a threat, you know, that zone read thing is sort of like the mesh point and you make the defense read and one or the other. And, the, and generally speaking, the defense is not going to read Drew Aller running it. So a, a little, a lot of the deception uh, goes away. They, they they went back a little bit more to, to zone read like they did with Trace McSorley, I would say. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and Aller ran it effectively at times. And then when Perbula got in the game, it's amazing. He does nothing. He does almost nothing but run. His first snap in the game, he runs for 39 yards. Like Rutgers didn't see this coming. I mean, it was it's pretty amazing. Uh he's an athletic kid and he can and he can run the ball. Uh, uh so it'll be interesting to see if they play them both uh on uh, on Friday. That that'll be interesting to see. I want to ask go back to the the question about Penn State fans. Is there like a hope that with the change in the big 10 next year, like literally they're a team that could be in the um, uh, big, uh, the 12 team playoff next year, right now, if this was this year and they would have been in last year. So does that kind of give them maybe some hope next year? Like we don't have to always finish third. I mean, we could literally third place would be top 12. So you're in the playoff. Is that kind of a hope for them going forward? It's kind of a hope. And then the cynical people will think, well, they kind of made it easier on us, you know, because the way it's going to be next year and they don't play, they don't play uh, Michigan next year, uh, uh, but they do play Washington and USC and they do play uh, Ohio state. Uh, so, I mean, it is going to be different and on, under the full, under the playoff format that they're going to have next year, I think this would be the sixth time that they would have made the playoffs in the in the playoff committee era under next year's format uh so they you know the the whole the franklin era i think would be perceived a little differently if they had actually had that format um for all those years and one of the years the year they won the big 10 which is 2016 interestingly the way they're doing this 12 team format the top four ranked conference champions um would get that first round by so if you remember in 2016, they won the Big Ten and beat Ohio State head-to-head, but didn't make the playoffs, and Ohio State did. Well, under this format, they not only would have made the playoffs, they would have got that by because of being a conference champion, uh, which is sort of eh, it's sort of interesting. But uh, uh, again, I, I you know, 
We just have to wait and see how people are going to react because it is going to be a, it's a different world next year. The, the games as big as games as that, that are sort of regular season games that are sort of as big as Penn State, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan were this year almost aren't going to exist anymore. That's 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 not going to that's not going to be a thing. And and there aren't many teams if I'm going to defend James Franklin for a moment here, there aren't many teams in the country who you would consider a top 15 program that have to play a top five program in their division of their conference every year. There there aren't many of those. And uh, I mean, nobody's kicking a lot of butt against the top five, against top five teams, or they wouldn't be top five teams. You know, we're getting a little silly here, but that's the way it is. So, uh, you know, uh, I I, I don't know how people are going to react, but it certainly is going to be a different landscape. No question. Yeah, no question about that. You're right. I mean, if Georgia had to play Alabama every year, oh my goodness. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that's an excellent yeah. example. That's yeah. an excellent yeah. example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, Penn State, um, number twelve in the country, taking on Michigan State to finish things off, going for that ten win season. Mike, uh, enjoy that turkey. Enjoy uh, the main course and all the leftovers you can stand before you uh, head north. And uh, we'll talk with you soon. That's a good uh, motto. All the leftovers you can stand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's outside my house. There it is. All the leftovers you can stand right here. There you go. Oh, there you go. Friday. All right, Mike Gross, thanks so much. Mike Gross, thanks, you audience, as always, um, Penn State writer with the Lancaster newspaper, Newspapers. Uh, stay with us. We are just getting started. Much more to come later on. Uh, we've got uh, Joel Klatt joining us from uh, Fox College Football Saturday. And uh, we'll hear more about uh, the Big Ten, what he thinks about uh, this big game in Michigan State and uh, Michigan, I should say, and Ohio State, uh, as well as the Big Ten Championship and how he preps for uh, his excellence every Saturday. He'll join us in a bit. Uh, Coming up, this is the Penn State Sports Spectacular. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. What's the best way to get rid of a timeshare that you don't want? Call the Timeshare Exit Hotline. We're a group of attorneys at help customers legally exit their timeshares. It's an easy process. We guarantee results or you pay nothing. Exit your timeshare today. Call now. 800-715-6093. 800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. So here we go. We've got uh, this is a great story, Mike. The New York Knicks are suing the Toronto Raptors, and they're suing them because the Raptors have caused them great harm. 
not for what happens on the floor where the Knicks tend to have a lot of great harm when it happens because they, uh, they're asking for $10 million in damages because they took proprietary information when one of the, um, you know, because, uh, this guy who is the Raptors head of video and assistant player development coach took, uh, he was with the Knicks from 20 to 23. He took play frequency reports, a prep book, video scouting files, materials, and more before joining the rappers. And this is because the, the, the Raptors tried to do this on purpose and so forth and so on. What are your thoughts on this, Mike, before I give you mine? Coming from corporate America, you don't take data from one company to another. There are some companies I've worked for that if you put in a, even like a, just an external drive, if you plug that in, if it wasn't issued to you by the company, they'll shoot your computer the next time you, you know, they'll just, it won't work. And, and so from where I've come from, this one is one that you just wouldn't consider doing because you don't take your files with you. you, anything that you develop in the time with a company becomes their property. So to me, this is one that, that I wouldn't even think to take files with me like that from one company to another. Okay. Oh, I, all of that's fine. But here's the thing. If the Knicks files were that valuable, the Knicks wouldn't have been so crappy for so many years. That, that, is, that is hard to argue. But th- these are just, all these are is play tenancy files, things like that, videos. All of this stuff is already on. Like you can, they get all this stuff from Synergy. They have all these stuff in their dot coms. The Raptors had the same files. Um, and, and so it's, it's, they're accessible to all NBA teams. They aren't confidential. They aren't trade secrets or anything. I think the Knicks just use this. This is just one of those things. That I guess it's an ex- excuse. Um, and they want to go to court and so forth and so on. I, I can see where you say, all right, here, Raptors pay a little fine and deal with this, but it's just way, way, way overblown. Well, if, if the Knicks have true proprietary information that they have developed, then they need to hone it a little better and actually use it. It's, it's <laughs> ineffective proprietary information. Yes, exactly. For sure. All right. Here's some information. Max Scherzer giving us information this week says the pitch clock is causing arm injuries for pitchers because they're having to go too fast. What do you think? Uh, as a guy who's, you know, was once a pharmaceutical district manager, I would have to see a study that would show you that the that there's actually a causal connection and you can prove that and what percentages. So it theoretically could be true. I'm not saying it's not. I don't think that just, you know, looking at one season and saying, yep, that's it. That's the only thing it could be is necessarily the most accurate way to go about coming to that conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I I don't know. I mean, I maybe I, yeah, he's I don't wrong. Know. I, I have he's, no idea. He could, he could be totally be. correct. Right. I mean, he pitches. Um, I threw underhand. It's a little different. So <laughs> when I pitched, so it didn't cause the same arm damage. But you know, he pitches, so maybe he's right. I don't know. But I we I think we need to see a study to to make sure that this uh, clicks. And last but certainly not least, Mike, we've got more Swift news. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Is, is there anything more exciting in, in pro sports than that the romance? You know, I, I I do get tired of the romance, but as I the NFL is one of the few people that they're a marketing juggernaut, and they've actually probably found 
a small slice of America that doesn't really watch the NFL and they're seeing incremental viewers. And they've got to be so excited because it doesn't happen to the NFL very much. And they've got to be like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> well, they're, they're actually going to talk about bringing Taylor Swift to hockey games now so that somebody watches. Um, that's the next that's the next step to make well, sure. Well, I mean, trying look, to increase hey, TV ratings. Hockey is the one sport that they had a strike and America collectively said, huh? Wait, hockey's on strike? When uh, they went on strike a love, few years ago, nobody nobody even noticed. And here's the thing. I love hockey in person. It's just not the same game on TV. As well, that person. that and the fact is, is like literally it's like Tuesday. Somebody wins the Stanley Cup. And then Thursday, it's like, hey, training camp's opening. And you're like, yeah. you guys Wait, just. She just finished. Why are you starting again? Yeah. What's I, going I, so, on here? Yeah, it is. It is hockey is a wonderful sport when you see it live, and I actually like college hockey better mm-hmm. because it's so much faster, and they don't let the thugs, like the, the the you know the brutes, go out there and and slow down the game. But now, obviously, if I played hockey, I would be one of the brutes. So, um, well, you definitely wouldn't be one of the speed guys. No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, hey, we'll, we'll be back right after this. Fans of big sports radio and sports spectacular podcasts have a new home on the Chief Sports Network. Find your favorite programs and content all in one place by downloading the Chief Sports app in your mobile device. Created in South Carolina, the Chief Sports Network is the home of an expanding network of live and podcast format programming. It is also the home of one of the leading national college football podcasts, J.C. and Morgan, hosted by ESPN's Mike Morgan and 24-7 Sports' J.C. Sherbert. Download the Chief Sports app for free and find all of your favorite programming under one easy umbrella. Thanks to all of our markets for your loyal support of Big Sports Radio and our Sports Spectacular podcast, and we look forward to connecting with you anywhere in the world on the Chief Sports app. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. You're listening to the Penn State Guys Radio Network. Joining us now, we are thrilled to have on the show Joel Cloud. He's the voice of college football, uh, Fox's college football Saturday. Huge game this weekend. We'll get to that in just a moment. But, uh, Joel, I know uh, you're a guy on the road all the time, right? I mean, uh, you're always traveling. What advice do you give to fans and other travelers on making this easy? 
Oh man. Well, I appreciate you having me on first and foremost. And, and this is, this is easy. First of all, you've got to trust an expert and I'm going to consider myself an expert. Why? I'm on the road over a hundred nights a year, guys. And it's all over the place. I'm not one of those guys that flies to the same location for the same, you know, job, everything. I'm all over the place. So yeah, and so there's three things that you got to have. You got to have a hotel brand that you can rely on to be everywhere that you need to be. That's Hampton by Hilton for me. And and that consistency as far as location is a huge benefit. And then you've got to choose a hotel that regardless of which location you're at, they constantly get it right. And that consistency is something that I rely on. And so um, their constant quality service, the rooms, the comfortable beds, you know, the fitness center. And then the last thing is just added value. I don't want to feel like I'm being nickel and dimed. So the free hot breakfast, total game changer. I'm a guy that needs breakfast to be at my best. I can go down, I can make my own waffle. I can get my cup of coffee. I love it. You're going to love it. Again, the consistency and quality of Hampton by by Hilton, it's unmatched. I rely on it, and you can too. Well, thank you so much for that, and we'll definitely get our rooms reserved at Hampton Inn. Joel, you're covering the, the biggest game of the season, the game, Ohio State versus Michigan. This Michigan team doesn't look as dominant as they were at the start of the season. What is your view of what's going on up in Ann Arbor and how does that affect this game coming up this weekend? Yeah, so to me, it comes down to one thing. They were so dominant and so consistent that they were never put into a position where they had to throw the football because they had to throw it. They always throw uh, through the football because they wanted to. And that's a huge distinction huge distinction. You're throwing it against better looks. You're using play action. Uh, you get the the matchup that you want on the down and distance that you wanted. Uh, very rarely did you see in any game that they played where they were put into a position where they just had to make a play in the, in the passing game. Then that's exactly what happened the last two weeks, really, against Penn State and Maryland. And what happened then was it was pretty obvious, in particular against Penn State, that their pass protection was not going to hold up. The speed rush uh, against Carson Barnhart, their right tackle, it was going to be a problem against Penn State. And so more so than wanting to get tough and, and run the football, they had to do that. Now, you give them a lot of credit because they were able to adjust and go run the football, and they did it 32 straight times to, to win the game. But they did that because they were forced to do it because they weren't going to hold up in pass protection. Similar thing against Maryland. You know, that this was a team that did not protect J.J. McCarthy all that well. I think he was banged up, and he wasn't as mobile as he normally is. And because of that, he made some poor decisions. Well, the passing game suffered because of those those facts. And I think that's what people are nervous about when they're seeing an Ohio State team come to town. But let's face it, is playing their best football. They're really good on defense, one of the best in America. They can rush the passer. Their run game has come a long way since the beginning of the year with Travion Henderson. And, and it's a passing game that, say what you want about Kyle McCord, he's, he has produced the numbers necessary to feel like he's an elite player, and he's got elite players to throw to. So that's why I think that there is some, some nervous energy coming out of the Michigan camp. Talking here with Joel Clatty, he's the voice of Fox College Football Saturday and talking about the big matchup this weekend in Ann Arbor. You know, it's funny that, um, you know, these two coaches, you know, if you go back three years ago, Jim Harbaugh was on the hot seat, right? Because he hadn't beaten Ohio State. All of a sudden, Michigan's won back-to-back -back in this matchup. 
And the whole offseason, it was, does Ryan Day have to win this to keep his job? Which just sounds, again, both are just you know, kind of crazy. Um, would, do you think right now that I think it feels like Ohio State would have the advantage, even though they're on the road, um, but Michigan, with all the problems you just mentioned, and I think for Kyle McCord, we can't, we can no longer call him unseasoned. You know, I mean, he's gone out, like you said, I mean, the Notre Dame game, uh, the Penn State game, and and right now leading into this game, playing his best football. I would feel like at the moment, even though they're on the road, the Buckeyes would have the advantage in this. Well, I think Vegas came out with a Michigan by three, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, not that that's the end all be all, because right. I I agree with you to to a certain extent. You know, Ohio State is the team that's playing better now. Now, have they been as dominant over the entire season? No, uh, they've played a much more difficult schedule. I think the Kyle McCord at times this year has been, uh, you know, nursed along, if you want to call it that. I think of like the Wisconsin game, Maryland, there was a bit of that going on. Even Penn State, there was a bit of that going on. Uh, and as Travion Henderson has has emerged and is a healthy factor now for the Buckeyes, that has transformed that offense. Their ability to stay on schedule and avoid those obvious passing situations over the last few weeks has really improved McCord's efficiency. Uh, what I'm watching for is that McCord has got to be great in the red zone. This is something that Ohio State has struggled with a little bit offensively this year, is their ability to convert red zone trips into touchdowns and not have to settle for field goals. I don't think that you can settle for field goals in a game like this. I do think it might be a low-scoring game, but the the ability once you drive and if you do make plays and you put yourself in position – the ability to get into the end zone is really where this game is going to come down to. So for me, McCord's ability to be accurate, on time, make great decisions on those lengthy scoring drives, that's really where this game is going to be won and lost for Ohio State. One question, you know, you've got the experience of, of starting, you being start, starting quarterback, you know, in Colorado. Um, how do you parse the challenges that Michigan is going through with, you know, football challenges versus keeping the team focused away, you know, on the, on the on-field things versus the, the maelstrom of things that are swirling around the outside of the team. You know, it's interesting because I, I don't know if you guys will remember this, but I played at Colorado during a time in which we had some tumultuous uh, news around the program. Our coach, Gary Barnett, was suspended for a time, and, and there was a lot of, of outside news and pressure and distraction surrounding the program. And I can tell you that football becomes kind of your, 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 your place of comfort and escape, and you can go there, and, and football doesn't change, and you can go there, and it's always the same, and you can study, and you can... You can control the controllables on the field and in your preparation. And in that regard, it becomes a sanctuary in, in the face of distraction. What I think is difficult, though, and I think what our team struggled with way back in, you know, at Colorado was that it saps your energy, maybe even more so than your focus. And so what happens is when you face adversity during a game, do you have the fortitude to face that adversity. And there was a point during our career and, and my career that like, we just didn't, we just didn't have enough energy to continue to, to fight the distractions and face the adversity. And, and then that materialized during a game. And we ended up losing a big 12 championship game, 70 to three because of it. It just 
all the wind just kind of left the sails. And it's just like, I'm, we're, we're done. We don't have any more energy. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to happen to Michigan, but that would be my fear. It's not about necessarily the focus or the distraction as much as it is the the effort that it takes to maintain that focus in the middle of the distraction. That's something to watch for, in particular when they face adversity early in this game. Now, it's not something that I think will manifest in this game in particular. They're at home. It's highly charged. It's a rivalry. So I, I don't think that we can assume that Michigan is going to get beat by distractions in this ballgame. I do want to get in one more question before we let you go. You've got the Big Ten Championship game coming up, and of course, you'll be calling that on Fox. Um, how do you, and you've done this now for so many years, um, and this is a loaded question, so answer as quickly as you can. How do you prepare for game day? What do you go through in the, the days leading up to uh, getting prepared for the kickoff? As we've had a lot of talk, and I'm not sure people understand, there is so much work behind the scenes that goes into preparing notes uh, for a live broadcast like that. Yeah, it's a good question. And and for me, it's it's about regiment and consistency and, and building that almost like you're a player. Um, and so, you know, I do the same things at the same time every day, every week. I start my preparation at about 4.30 on Sunday afternoon, and I start reading articles. I start to watch film. I watch full games first. Then I start to parse it out and watch third down and red zone and two-minute situations. On Monday, I start talking with teams uh, and people around the teams I end up preparing for my show the same way every single week. So for me, it's about a regiment and a consistency. And if I didn't have that consistency, I wouldn't be as prepared as I am every single week. And I don't think that I would um, uh, broadcast with the quality I hope to broadcast with every single Saturday. Part of that for me is the consistency of travel. And that's what Hampton by Hilton has allowed for me is that consistency of travel. So not only do I have it in my preparation, but then when I leave on Thursday, I know where I'm going. I know the type of quality I'm going to get out of my hotel. I know the type of quality I'm going to get for breakfast every day. And I don't have to worry about it. So so the week of preparation for me is about regiment and consistency. And whether that's in preparation or in travel, that's how I get ready for each game every week. Yeah, we are big fans of your work. You and Gus, the stuff you guys do every Saturday. Great to also um, you know, have the Big Ten take a larger role with this new contract as well. Hey, Joel, we appreciate your time. Uh, good luck uh, this weekend, the uh, next week with the Big Ten Championship, and hopefully we have a chance to talk to you again. I appreciate it, guys. Have, have a wonderful day and a wonderful Thanksgiving. Same to you. you. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate it. Joel Clad. Once again, he's the voice of college football, college, I'm sorry, Fox College Football Saturday. Got to get the Fox in there. Uh, Fox College Football Saturday each week. He uh, teams up with Gus Johnson, one of our favorite broadcast teams. And great to uh, spend some time with me here today. All right. Stay with us. We've got to pay some bills. We'll be back with more after this. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-816-4492. 800-816-4492. That's 800-816-4492. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380. 
Mike, I think we should talk college hoops because that's my favorite thing to talk about. As you, as you know, you know, I love to talk about yep. the college hoops. So, so what do you got for me, Mike? What's give me something you're thinking of. Well, I tell you what, when we look at these, these upsets that we're seeing now, I don't know if it's the gap is just closer because the transfer portal, you know, prevents kids from feeling like they have to wait two years to play. They just go from a good school to a different school. But when I saw, you know, James Madison beat Michigan State and Tom Izzo, who we know his team's going to end up there, the you know, in the tournament and been competitive. But he looked for the first time in my, my you know, life, he looked old. And he just <laughs> looked like, what the heck is going on here? And I, I don't know about you, but the Wisconsin upset over Virginia – was one that that just by the sheer magnitude, sixty five to forty one, took me by surprise. I mean, forty one points is not good. And then you throw no. in Bryant. You know, Florida Atlantic, the darling coming into this year, top ten, they get beat by Bryant and and score fifty one points. And then you have you know Arkansas losing to UNC Greensboro. I mean, it's been kind of one of those things that where teams just appear to be struggling to score a lot too when they have a bad day, except for Iowa. Iowa, even if they lose, always scores. They just give up a lot of points. But the rest of the country, they seem to have games where they just can't put the ball in the basket. And and sometimes that's hard to watch. Um, so it becomes ugly. But I, I, what was the game the other day? I think it was uh, Maryland only scored you know, against uh, uh, Villanova, scored 40, 41 points. And you've got Missouri losing to a Jackson State team that hasn't hadn't won a game. It's wild. Of course, the biggest upset, though, was last year. Second biggest upset of all time. First big, I don't know, however you want to say it, when Farley Dickinson beat Purdue, right? And the question is, what do you think? Is Purdue going to overcome that? Because Virginia, remember when they lost to UMBC, they won the national title the next year. Does that mean we can pick Purdue to win the national title? They did just beat Gonzaga. Yeah, I'm not certain they're going to win the national title, but what they've done so well and Illinois had a chance to do this and they couldn't pull it off is they kept their unique weapon. Zach Eady may or may not fit the the modern day NBA, but with his size and his ability to dominate in the paint, he is a unique weapon. And and you know, against Gonzaga, 24 points, excuse me, 25 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks. And they're gonna keep him there for the the most time they possibly can. What a what a fortunate turn of events that he is not wanting to try his luck in, in the professional ranks. Well, NIL saved them, right? I mean, the NIL has saved some of these guys coming back. I look at like in Illinois with Terrence Shannon. I mean, there's a guy who would be going pro. He's a he's a you know all American guard, Edie, you know. Um, Kofi Coburn at Illinois should have stayed, you know, back yes. in the day would have made a lot more money, but you look at a lot of these guys who are fringe NBA guys, they're going to stick around because they can make more money in NIL and, and, you know, playing college basketball is fun. Right. So, you know, eventually, and we see it on the women's side with Caitlin Clark, right? I mean, yep. she's going to make more money at Iowa than she can make in the WNBA. So does she stick around for a fifth year next year? And, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where that goes. Yeah, I, I think that, that that is probably what makes it so interesting. And then as we go forward, you know, what type of what 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 is going to be the team that's highly ranked that's going to fall victim 
to the big upset. And that's that's why people turn on the NCAA tournament is to see who is the person who gets the snake bite and then, you know, and then who becomes the Cinderella at that same moment in time. Yeah, and, you know, that's why I don't want to see anything change at the NCAA tournament. I like it the way it is. I want to see these games where it's a 5-12 upset, a 4-13, 1-16, 2-15, whatever it is. I love those upsets um, early in the first round because, you know, it, it you're in somewhat of a sterile environment that they're not used to playing in the institute. There's a lot of people there, but they're not quite as excited early in the game. So it's easy for one of those lesser teams to kind of hang around for a little bit, get cold, sometimes playing in domes, miss shots, whatever, new place. And then it makes it exciting down the stretch. You got to execute to win these games. So I think it's uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. All right, Mike. So who's the best conference? Who's been the impressive conference for you? Oh, that's a hard one to tell right now. The Big 12 looks like they could be it. We'll have to see. I, I want to see more teams run into higher rated teams before I make an early judgment on that. Because as you know, if you start off with high in the rankings, that may not be what what you really have on the court and they got to prove it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of things like even, you know, teams that have lost, they're they're getting ranked based on their where they finished last year yep. as much as anything and what they preseason ranking, you know, because there are teams that are undefeated that, you know, aren't ranked uh, right now. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I'm pretty excited about um, the SEC this year. I think they've got some teams that are, that are fun. Uh, Tennessee is one of my favorites. I think the Big 12 with their three teams – um, you know, Houston and, and Kansas, and uh, um, they're going to be right there in the Baylor. Obviously, they're going to be in the mix. So I, I, I like the Big 12, too. Um, it's going to be – I don't know. I can't tell you the best one. I remember the days when it was always ACC Big 10, and I, I don't see that anymore. I mean, they're they're fine, but I, I don't see them being the two elite leagues. I think the Big 12, the SEC, um, and the Pac-12, you know, have this year and their last year of existence. Big 10 God is not – yeah, Big Ten is not going to make it to that level until they they straighten up the the way the game is called and until their suit conference supervisor, in terms of officiating, starts trying to get a, a more palatable type of basketball game. The WWE style is going to hurt them when it comes to the tournament. Does it? I mean, that's a good thing. But you know, they went for years when they were actually they just didn't win, but they were they had more Final Four teams than anybody, and they're going to add. Remember, they're going to add. You know, a USC, UCLA teams that are play, you know, maybe a little more freestyle. Oregon plays a little more freelance style. So it'd be interesting to see how the Big Ten develops in this new era of college basketball. So, all right, college hoops talk. And now we're going to move on uh, to our next topic here on uh, the Sports Spectacular. Attention business owners. Have you filed for your employee retention credit and been approved? Are you now waiting for your refund check from the IRS instead of waiting months to a year plus? How would you like to get your ERC money in about 10 days? Now you can. With ERCMoneyUpfront.com, we help business owners that have filed their employee retention credit and been approved to get their money faster. If you're getting between $75,000 and $5 million, we could get you up to a 70% advance on that money in about 10 days. To learn more about how you can get your ERC money faster, call this number right now. Speak with one of our funding specialists and have a text sent to your cell phone with details. 800-279-0419. 800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts. 
if you follow us each week. Um, if you bet with Brad Sturdy each week, uh, congratulations. It's a very happy holiday season for you. This guy does not miss. Brad, have you missed, what, like one game all year? Yeah, one game this season. So I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how that's possible. It's like 31 and one or some crazy number like that. It's, so, it's insane. Yeah, it's it's pure luck. Well, not we, pure luck. I got a couple right, but I mean, we need, to, we need to pimp you out to Vegas. So we need to do maybe, maybe I, I should have been betting these games because yeah. then I, you know, I don't know. Well, isn't be, that company called Brad Kings? Isn't that what that's called? Something like that. Draft Brads. Exactly. Oh, it's Brad's deals. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong one. Who was who was De Niro's character in Casino? Is it Ace, right? <laughs> yeah. Ace Rosenthal. Like yeah. Lefty yeah. was his real name in real life, whatever. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> get you the yeah. giant Harry Carey glasses and have you like just pick games at the end of the at the end of Casino. It's Casino <laughs> Two. Story you know what we Street. missed? You know what we missed all last football season? Do you know what uh, uh, Pe- Pesci's character on Goodfellas? You know what his name was, don't you? Yeah. No. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy DeVito. Oh, we, we we didn't put that together all year. I am I I I think we all have to turn in our man cards. We yeah. do. We're, well, we're I was trying to stay course. away from it. Isn't he like one of the the I don't know, the singer, Tommy DeVito as well? So I don't know. All right. Enough of that. Let's get to some picks now. Uh let's see if Sturdy can finish off strong and go four no this week. We'll start in the Big Ten. Ohio State at Michigan. Man, I I just think it's at Michigan, it's at the big house. So I'm going with the Buckeyes, baby. I think the Buckeyes pull this one out. I think their defense is better this year. I think they're more physical up front. And I think they have the best player on the field in Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think they pull out the win in the big house. And Jim Harbaugh uh, is at home watching and isn't happy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Buckeyes as well. I just think that this has turned into the ill-fated game for Michigan with Harbaugh out and the team has not played very dominantly the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've got to agree. I'm going Buckeyes as well. And that's just because Brad said so, but I just think, like you said, just too many, too many distractions, although that is a nice reason. Um, yeah, too many distractions. If you had asked me back in, you know, September, I'd say Michigan, Michigan, but it's, it's, it's Buckeyes. So now we got what, what's next one? Bama and Auburn. Yeah. You know, iron bowl, right? I'm going with Alabama. I think Alabama is probably playing as I think the two teams that are playing the best in college football right now are Alabama and Georgia. And I think they're going to meet in the SEC title game and elimination game. Uh, loser, loser leaves town match. But uh, yeah, I think Alabama wins this one. Yeah, I think Oregon might be up in that same level. But I will tell you who's not playing good now is Auburn. They <laughs> lost to New Mexico. <laughs> Jerry Kill, you know, it's good to see him doing doing well. And so I think this is an easy, easy, easy Bama victory. By the way, let's shall we just pour one out for our homies down there at Auburn, the, the War Eagle? 31 to 10? I mean, <laughs> anybody else like drop their beer when they saw that? I mean, on the ticker? I'm like, wait a minute. That's got to be a, a typo, right? Typo. At Jerry Auburn. Kill. At Auburn. Jerry Kill, right? Yeah. Isn't that the Jerry, Jerry Kill factor? I think it is. Yep. Yep. Former SIU coach. Yeah, I think it's written somewhere in Revelation that you can't lose by 21 points to New Mexico State and beat Alabama the next week. I think that's chapter four. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Can't with, happen. 
Yeah, it can't happen. It's it's revelations right there. It's one of the signs. It's the sixth seal. That's if it been... happens, this may be our last show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great. The world may end right then. So get on your knees right now. All right. Stay in the ACC. Uh, staying down south, I should say, ACC versus SEC. Florida State, some injury issues uh, in the swamp against Florida. You know, this is an opportunity, I think, for Florida to save their season. I mean, this makes their season almost worth it if they could knock Florida State out of the college football playoff conversation in this game. And and so I think the Gators get it done over Florida State without their starting quarterback. Yeah, the problem is Graham Mertz, I think he broke his collarbone. And I I just think some of the coaching decisions down the end there, Napier kind of got in his own head. I'm going to say that the the backup quarterback at Florida State is going to go into the swamp and come out with a victory for the for the Seminoles. Yeah, I think if Mertz were healthy, be easier to take, but I'm going to go Florida State on this one as well and uh, look for a uh, Seminoles matchup against Louisville. Um, how about the, one of the surprise teams? Talk about Coach of the Year possibilities. Jeff Brom, what he's done with his alma mater in year one, coming in from Fantastic. Uh, moving south from Purdue. Outstanding what he's done down there. Yeah, but I'll take the Seminoles against the Gators. Finally, Oregon State at Oregon. Um, Brad, you mentioned Ducks playing very well right now. Yeah, I'm taking Oregon in this one. I think Oregon State's had a great year. They're a great story, but Bo Nix probably is should be in the top. He's the top three, four for the Heisman right now probably top three, um, and, and he's been fantastic. And I think uh, Oregon's going to win this one, and then I think Oregon beats Washington the next week. I'm making that pick now. Wow. Well, wow. I think I think Knicks may may win the Heisman, and Penix kind of slowing down a little bit um, has helped, but I think Oregon's going to handle this over a very good Oregon State team. Yeah, I like Oregon. Um, I agree with you. I think they're playing really well. It's, it's kind of a toss-up who's playing better, Oregon. Alabama or Georgia. And they can make an argument for all three of those teams. Um, I like Oregon. Nick's what a story, what he has done out there uh, in Eugene this season, just been outstanding. All right, there we go. We'll see how we did next week. Listen, enjoy as always. Our time is up. Uh, listen, don't hurt yourselves going to the fridge time and time again this weekend. Find a way to pace yourself, Mike Kegley, uh, as have, you're going through and getting those, those. Have your children deliver your food. That's <laughs> definitely the way. Exactly. Why get up? It's, it's safer. That's why I had kids. <laughs> for moments like this holidays like this all right <laughs> thanks to all of our guests who stopped by the show we appreciate our producer tony codero and on audio patrick quinn and joshua ewing for mike and brad i'm larry enjoy the games enjoy the weekend enjoy that leftover turkey and cranberry sauce we'll see you next week the preceding program is a product of rise above productions and revision sound join us next week for the latest edition of Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular.